Welcome to the Grit and Grace podcast, where we take on life with a whole lot of grit and a little bit of grace. I think letting go of that has given me the freedom, has given me the energy to step into who I am 100% without the fear of like, judgment because then yeah. we're living for other people. Like when we're thinking about doing something and we're like, wait, I can't do that because they might think this, like we're living for other people and that's not fair mm-hmm. to us or anybody else. So it's like, we need to share our gifts. We need to open up. We need to understand like we are here and meant to do something different than anybody else. And we cannot allow other people to have us be held back. So getting out of my own way in that regard has really, really helped. And I wish I would have known that ever since I was little. I love that. Hey, another week and another episode. And I have to tell you, I'm so excited for the coming episodes that we have with the new guests. It's so crazy how we find friends and mentors online now. It's so wild. And this week's guest that's on the episode is someone that is just that. I found her on YouTube and then Instagram, and I've been following her along since 2016. And I'm so excited to finally get to pick her brain and talk to Kelly Callahan. She is a beauty business owner and she hosts events for women in the beauty industry to help level up their business through mindset and marketing. And let me tell you, Kelly is awesome at working on mindset. And we talk so much on the mindset during this episode. So whether you're someone in the beauty industry or you're just kind of curious how someone gets started from being a mobile spray tan artist to hosting courses and now events and a podcast and then building a product line, it's worth a listen. Kelly is so smart and it's so fun to see how she made that journey from just seeing a gap in her industry to filling that need and always coming up with a solution to a problem. She's a problem solver like she mentions. We talk about how Kelly's getting through quarantine and what she's doing to shift her mindset for her business and her marketing with being in quarantine and then also how she's using TikTok and she's not just using it like everybody else where she's just dancing on there. She has a strategy for marketing her business and I have to tell you she hits it right on the nail like I mentioned. It is fun, it's entertaining, but she's also being very strategic about it. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this episode and listen to me pick Kelly's brain. So whether you're in the beauty industry or you're just needing some inspiration on how you go about filling a gap that you see is missing this is definitely worth a listen. Let's get into it. Thank, Thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Kelly, why don't you introduce yourself to my audience so they can get an idea of who you are and what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. Hey guys, my name is Kelly Callahan. I am a beauty business owner. I wear a couple of different hats, but I started off doing spray tanning out of my mom's house and doing mobile spray tanning and just uh, building my business from there into a salon. I'm a licensed esthetician, and now I host events for women who are in the beauty industry who are looking to level up in their mindset and marketing skills. So how I found you was I was doing the same thing as I was kind of dabbling my toes in the beauty industry. I've always done makeup and makeup artistry. And then I started doing microblading, and I realized I wanted a way to have clients just continuing to come in. And I love my girls. And so, and I love a spray tan. Who doesn't? Right. (laughs) And it was slightly selfish because I wanted to be able to do my own spray tan, but also have my clientele. Um, And I found you on YouTube Mm -hmm. and I just started binging all your things. I think it had been like all 2016, if that sounds right. 
Yeah, it's been a while. YouTube has been around for a while for yeah. me, so that's great. Yeah, so that's kind of how I found Kelly, and I just, I've always been so inspired by you, and so then over all this time, I've watched you grow this business, and it's been so wild because I saw you just doing, kind of helping out with YouTube and stuff. How did you go from being a spray tan artist, doing out of your mom's house, is that what you said? Yeah, I started off um, doing it out of my mom's house a little bit, but mostly mobile in Corona, mm -hmm. California. Okay. And so from there, I would assume watching your YouTubes and finding it. At that point, you kind of discovered that there was things missing in the spray tan industry that you could help with. And so was YouTube kind of like you're dabbling in it and planting those seeds for what you had laid out? What was your journey from being the mobile spray tan artist to where you are now? Yeah, so there's a lot of in-betweens, like there's ups and downs and, you know, pivots and all kinds of things. But essentially, the way that I looked at myself when I got into entrepreneurship was that I'm a problem solver. I'm mm -hmm. supposed to help people solve their problems. And when I was thinking about it, as I was looking for a training program for myself with spray tanning, I realized that there weren't any non-brand specific type mm -hmm. of you know, trainings out there. So I was like, you know what? I don't really want to be with a brand. Like I don't want to train under a brand because I want to learn about different brands. I want to learn about marketing and business. So I really wanted to talk to somebody who actually built a business and was successful at it, but that really didn't exist at that time. So I was just craving for that. And so I ended up just working with one brand and then doing my own research and eventually, you know, getting up to, you know, going to aesthetic school afterwards. So I kind of did things a little bit backwards, but essentially what I started doing was just asking more questions. I got really freaking curious about the sunless industry and I was like, yeah. what did I need when I first started? And then I started creating a training program based around um, business and marketing, because as you know, as a business yeah. owner, like if people don't know you exist, there's no business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so even in aesthetic school, they don't even talk about yeah. that really. So it was something that was really, really important. And mm -hmm. if we wanted to build successful women in the sunless industry, we had to incorporate that. And so yeah. I started doing that. And that's really what led to a lot of my success was the spray tan class training programs. And I think a lot of that too, I was thinking in the shower, like all good thoughts come to you, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, you know what? One of the things too, I found you with how to apply the solution and all that, but the stuff that has stuck with me, I think the longest as well. And I'm utilizing now with a podcast and a different business because it's totally transformed for me as well yeah. is the marketing aspects of things. And that's yep. something you've done so well at. And I can definitely say in all aspects of business, if you aren't marketing and know who you're speaking to, it doesn't really matter how good you are at it. If right. nobody knows. Totally agree. So 100%. I think that that's a huge aspect that you have given and gave differently than anywhere else when it comes mm -hmm. to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So important. Yeah. So then you created your online class. Mm -hmm. And then did that transform from an online class? And then did you start doing in-person trainings as well? Yeah, actually I started off. So the idea was to create a program, right? Mm -hmm. That, and it was just a thought, right? It was just a thought, yeah. just like your podcast. Yeah. And you're like, oh, should I do it? Should I not? And um, I'm such a believer in like signs and manifestation. Like, right. woo -woo, I'm so woo-woo. So I went to a beauty school and I did a demo with the intention to get clients in to get mobile spray tans because people don't know what's mobile spray tans. So they're like, do you come in with a van or like, how does that yeah. work? So I went in, I did a demo and then somebody was like, hey, how could I learn how to do this? 
And I was like, well, you can come to my class at, yeah, I'm happy next month. And I didn't even create a, a class at that point. I just would just spit it out. You know, I was like, whatever, I'm just going to say it and see what happens. And that was actually such a great class because it was six women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I charged very, very low amount, you know, for them to come in and train with me. And I did it out of my mom's house. And it was just crazy. So from there, then I started seeing the opportunity for this because I started putting myself out there on social media. And then I realized like it's only one person, so I can't really do this on my own. So let's create an online program for these girls. And from there, that's really what I feel like took off in terms of the international growth and just like the national growth because it wasn't just local anymore. And uh, from there, you know, it kind of, it's funny because when you go into business, like, I don't know that anybody has a concrete vision. Like, I didn't really know what it was going to be, but I felt that it was going to be big. And I was like, I'm just going to make this shit happen because I have to. And um, so I just saw the opportunities for growth and created my product line, Obsidian, and then started hiring trainers. I think I have 13 trainers under me right now. Um, Now I have other online courses for marketing and creating online courses um, for women who are interested in doing that. So like it just branched out into all of these different things, which is a good and a bad thing because if you're creative, you know, you have so much stuff that you're Mm -hmm. holding. So it's important to really like dial in and see, again, like you said, who your ideal client is and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that is so inspiring because I'm finding the more people I talk to in business, they just kind of, they put out the fillers and they have the fillers too, right? Like they keep having something tug at them and then someone just says something and they jump into it without having this concrete plan. And for so many of us, it's like, I'm the first person to be like, you've seen, I like, I like my systems. I like my things. I want to know what's (laughs) happening, but the perfectionism held me back for so long and for so many people. And if you would have been so worried about like, well, this girl wants to do a class, but I have no idea what I'm doing. Then you wouldn't have had that first class with those six people or it wouldn't have happened the way it did. So I love, I love that you just did it. And then it just branched out and you were willing to branch out with that as well. Even though you were feeling the success of things, you still kept seeing different needs that needed to be met. Yeah, absolutely. And I love my perfectionist by the way, because like, I'm not I'm not one. I am in some senses, but for the most part, like I am a jumper. I'm a leaper. I'm a jumper. I'm a doer. I'm like, I'm going to do it messy. I'm going to do it brave. I'm going to figure it out as I go along. And thankfully, like as I've learned through the process, like I look back at some things like my um, graphic design that I used to do and I'm just like face palm. (laughs) It's so disgusting, but that's how you learn. And you know what, for me personally, like I don't, I don't mind looking stupid. I don't mind if people don't like me. Um, I mean, of course it sucks. I'm human. Like I would love that connection with everybody, but that's impossible. So for me, perfectionists, like they're my favorite people because they're so freaking smart. They're so creative. They're so, there's like so much potential there, but it's like them getting in their own way. They have to like break through that Mm -hmm. in order to see that, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's, I'm definitely someone who I don't really like, I don't give a shit what people think, you know what I mean? But I'm like, I'm my own worst enemy in Mm -hmm. my perfectionism or like the people that really matter to me. That's Mm -hmm. what like really counts. And it is, it's true. It's breaking out of your own and doing Mm -hmm. that. So it is always funny seeing the flip side because like my husband, he's a complete like spontaneous, like just (laughs) go, like there'll be a trip and we'll be like, well, let's go tomorrow. And I'm like, 
okay it's like well what's wrong and he's like it's because it's spontaneous huh? I'm like well kind of like we don't have a plan yeah <laughs> but it's yeah. all all the great things happen like it's good to have a plan and at least and know what you're doing but also don't be afraid to jump and see where it goes like you totally did. when you created your course what do you think you would do if someone else is feeling being tugged in a direction or they're seeing a need that needs to be met you're glad that you jumped and did it is there anything else you would give for advice of just starting yeah so i mean there's so many different pieces of advice that i love to give but i think ultimately like the first thing that comes to mind is just doing it like taking the first step taking immediate action because through all the personal growth um you know books events all the things that i like have consumed and the things that i personally have experienced I have never regretted doing something. I've always regretted not doing something. So, so even when I started my spray tanning business, I went, I wasn't going to start. I was like kidding myself. You know, I was like, oh, I think I want to start this. And then I went to a, um, it was like a little business meeting and somebody was like, okay, so what's your idea? And when are you going to do it? And I was like, well, my idea is to mobile spray tan. I'm probably going to do it in like a couple months. He's like, well, why don't you just do it right now? And honestly, I had no answer for him because there was nothing getting in my way other than my own doubts and limiting beliefs. And so when we become aware of like how we're thinking and, you know, dig in a little bit deeper, like, why am I not doing this? Like, why am I being the perfectionist? Why am I procrastinating? Why am I not taking um, action? Those are all self-sabotaging habits that um, reflect because we internally like don't believe that we can do something. So when you stop going for your goals or if like you're not even starting, mm -hmm. I would dig in a little bit deeper and ask yourself why, like, why am I self-sabotaging? Why am I not doing this? And once you're able to identify and become aware of that, then you can change. So I say, just be aware of your thoughts, take the first step, and then everything will appear the way that it's supposed to. You just have to keep going. I totally agree. That is such beautiful advice. And it's so true. And it's so pertaining to how I felt this last year and the shifts that I've made. Um, and adding to that, I think too, even when you do do that and it's scary as hell and you start seeing the momentum, I think a lot of people too, and maybe you can speak on this, is they start seeing the momentum, but they don't keep the momentum. Mm -hmm. They kind of are like, oh, I'm doing what I want to, but they're not moving forward. And then a lot of times that takes away, you know, like their manifestations of what they truly believe because there's still that little bit of them that's like, I'm doing it, but like, oh, oh, just kidding. I don't, I don't deserve all of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad that you're touching up on this because it's so important. And I don't think a lot of people are aware of it. Um, so there's something called, um, I think it's called like upper limit beliefs or something like that. Have you heard of this? I've kind of heard of it being spoken about, but I've not put like a name to it. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like I've kind of felt that like the last couple of years, cause I, um, I feel like I'm at this standstill almost like, mm -hmm. yeah, my business is growing a little bit, but like, I've thought, you know, well, I don't deserve this or mm -hmm. it's going to be too hectic to grow even more. Or yeah. like, I even said something the other day, I was like, I'm so glad I'm a small business because I don't have like so much overhead, you know, as like yeah. some of the other people that I'm seeing and like stress out, especially with COVID-19 happening right, right now. So like, these are all, um, like beliefs that we could pivot at any point in time. And I think it's a matter of like breakthroughs. It's a mm -hmm. matter of like really identifying, like truly, like, what do you want? And 
being incredibly specific about those goals and understanding that everything like Marie Forleo says is figure outable. I love that. So is she so good? And it's so true. It's such a, like a simple concept right. that we forget, but oftentimes like we think that we have to hold it all ourselves and we don't like, you just have to know how to delegate, where to invest your money. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to just be able to like ask for help when you need it essentially. And that's really what has helped me kind of get over that hump, uh, you know, that standstill moment. That standstill. I love that. And that is so true. And getting into like delegating and everything and investing in your business. I think a lot of times in my personal experience and just different um, business owners that I've worked with in the past, the ones that continue to move forward and see growth and, and feel fulfilled really as well are those that are willing to invest in their business and also realize they can't do it all. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think that's important for keeping our sanity too, Yeah, <laughs> which absolutely. is a lot of it. Um, and keep those creative juices going. So I love that you touched on all that. I did listen to your podcast with your, uh, previous VA, which I loved. Mm-hmm. And that was so fun to hear you guys talk. And it's fun to see that you guys still have that relationship and everything. When did you decide that you were feeling overwhelmed and it was time to delegate and invest in your business? So I'm stubborn and I'm also cheap. (laughs) (laughs) I love that you can admit that. Me too. (laughs) So true. Like, I'm like, I can figure it out. I can help, you know, do all the things. And I still find myself in those modes. Um, But I think really what led me to asking for help was one, Mm -hmm. finding that I wasn't feeling inspired and I was like really burning out um, on a more consistent basis. So when I felt that and I felt like, okay, this is not really fun anymore. So then I started asking for help little by little, like very, very, very little help. And then baby steps, because I, again, was so afraid to like, you know, invest in all these things. And I was like, I can just handle it myself. And then another thing that came up for me was like, well, if I hire them, I have to teach them how to do it. I'd rather just do it myself and just call it a day. I know it's going to be done right if I do it. So, um, it took a while to ask for help at the salon. It probably took me like a year and a half to two years to ask for help. But now like the salon pretty much runs without me. And now I have a team of 13 trainers that work under me at spray tan class. And then I have, um, I think another like 10 people that help me with like website design, virtual assistant, podcast editing, YouTube stuff, like TikTok, like all of the things. Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't have a problem asking for help anymore. Um, good. But the great thing about that is I feel like now I'm living such a more fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on purpose. I'm creative. I'm doing the things that I actually love to do and delegating the rest out. Mm-hmm. And even though I personally am not profiting as much money as I used to when I had everything doing, like I was doing everything myself. I am so much more happier. Like, so I'm, I'm okay with investing if it means like you said earlier, you know, keeping my sanity intact, which it totally does. Yeah. Um, and you know, progressing, like as we are together, it's going to grow and I'll mm-hmm. probably be making more money than I was before, but it's a transitional phase that we're going through right now. So you're wanting to build your own website or blog. Congrats. That's amazing. Take it from me though, from lots of errors. I jumped from platform to platform to platform. Just do it right. Get a host, do it with WordPress, or you already have one, but you're looking for a new affordable host that also comes highly recommended from top SEO experts. I have the host for you. 
Cloudways. This is the host we use for our website, blog, podcast, and the host we use for our clients as well. It comes highly recommended by some of the top SEO experts in the blogging community for its ease and load times. Cloudways gives you the user freedom to scale and add members with ease. You can choose the provider you want to work with like Amazon Web Services, DigitalOcean, Vulture, Google Cloud Platform, just to name a few really. Cloudways is hosting made simple, fast, and convenient. Simplicity and choice. Worry-free experience. You have control over your application and servers. Performance that scales seriously. Experience enhanced load times for your apps and your website. Like I said, the SEO experts are going crazy for this. And it has transparent pricing. There's seriously pricing plans that work for everyone, whether you're just getting started or you're looking to host something big. Getting started is easy and switching from an existing host is just as easy. To get started, go to thegreatandgracepodcast.com forward slash cloudways. That's thegreatandgracepodcast.com forward slash C-L-O-U-D-W-A-Y-S. Now back to the show. I, I think it's so true and a lot of times people, they're nervous to do it and spend the money, but also I think people forget sometimes a lot of us entrepreneurs, why we started as entrepreneurs, we wanted to make our own schedule, do our own things. But then you get started as an entrepreneur and it's so easy to be like, oh, wow, like I'm working way more than I ever worked for anybody else that paid me. I'm yeah. making less and I'm stressed out and I'm not, I'm not getting the time and the things and the joy that I thought I would. Yeah. And so I do think that you do have to learn to delegate out and see and like you said baby steps and kind of see and that's kind of where I am too I'm like well I love I'm feeling so pulled to the podcast and the Mm -hmm. editing's fine and everything but I'm like if I keep editing this I'm not gonna keep doing it yeah but I'm supposed to be doing it so (laughs) it's like you got to ask yourself those questions right and see exactly where it is that you want to take everything and grow and yeah, sometimes you have to put out money to make, my dad always says, you got to spend money to make money, baby. You got to remember that sometimes. Cause it is, I'm like the queen of being a tight ass. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing if you're like, you know, trying to build this thing. Right. And you're just like, I don't even know if this is going to work, which is exactly yeah. where I was. And in the beginning I did, I spent my last 2k um, investing in equipment and training and, and trying to get all the things done, like my website and stuff. And I, I had no idea what I was doing. I should have really hired a mentor off the bat, but I, mm-hmm. I, again, was cheap. So it's like, when you're investing, you need to think about, is this going to take me further faster? Mm-hmm. And if That's it is, question. then you just got to do it. Yeah, definitely. Your yeah. Time. There's things to invest in not, or I think sometimes too, don't you think people think they need to invest in the biggest and the best right off the bat? And right. Yeah. That's and not I think always the case. It's not good all the time unless you have like a solid ass plan because Mm -hmm. I look at the girls and and I'm so sorry to bring this up for anyone that's listening. My heart goes out to you, but it is a thought that came up. So thinking about Mm COVID-19 and seeing all the women who maybe recently just opened up their doors and like have really nice spaces that are in like really prominent areas and Mm -hmm. how much the freaking rent is there Mm -hmm. and thinking about all the open overhead and how much it takes to invest in like the rebuild of the thing. Like for me, I cannot be in debt. I was, I have never been in debt. I will never be in debt. Like I'll put that out there into the universe. Like yeah. it's just not a thing for me because I would feel so anxious. So I like to build from the ground up and then start like reinvesting into things to like help it grow. Um, 
I just couldn't do it. And, and for those who are listening, who like, maybe you had an investor, maybe you had like, I don't know, somebody who like gave you money, you know, something like that. That's cool. Like you're very lucky, but I, I just, I would say be smart whenever you're investing, be smart. If it's putting you in a place of like really feeling stressed and say if something were to happen and you couldn't pay your bills for three to six months like you want to think about that kind of thing too Um, it is so true and that's such a good point to bring up and I think it's very refreshing to hear that because no matter what business you're going to start I think so many of us think that like oh they started it because they had this or that or you know they're they've got all the money in the world or they're putting it all on a credit card and if, like you said, if that's your business plan, fine. But for me as well, I wanted to, like, I had come from a place where right off of our marriage, it wasn't like we had ups and downs and layoffs and all that in 2009. And so we went through all that. And so when it came to, okay, I'm going to start my business, same thing. I didn't want to have the stress of knowing, like, if I, if I don't bring something in, how am I going to pay this bill? Because I put this into it. So I love that you're, the way that you say, you know, do you need to think of those things and think ahead and it's okay to invest it with cash and where you can. And then a lot of times because you invest there, I think it'll come back. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? Investing is always risky, but as a business owner, you're going to constantly be in this like, you know, decision-making process where like, do I invest my money here Mm -hmm. or there? And it's a constant thing. So it kind of, um, I always feel like a little discouraged when I hear women who are just coming into the spray tanning industry and they're like, I can't pay $500 for equipment training and all these things. And it's just like, you need to be a little bit, I mean, this is just my opinion too. So like take it for whatever it is, but you need to be a serious business owner if you want people to take you seriously. It's true. And you know, you can build, you can build just like I did. You know, I spent literally the last two grand, but I also did get a website. I knew that I had to spend that last two grand. And I took the leap, but, um, looking back now, like I wouldn't change anything, but I definitely would give better advice as far as like being a little bit more secure financially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think too, because obviously we've mentioned that I'm cheap or tight ass. I'm just a tight ass. Like <laughs> I spend money where I need to. Right. Yeah. But, and that was the thing too, when it, came to when I started and investing in my equipment and everything, I had to look at things because initially you have that shock. And especially at that point in my life, like $500 was a lot to invest, Mm -hmm. but I knew I could make that back. And I broke it down into a business plan. And that's so important to be like, okay, if I get X amount of clients, I charge this, charge this, it's going to make this and then this much more. And I think so many people just have the initial price shock instead of realizing you're investing into a business and what you're doing. I think people need to look at that a little more thoroughly. Yeah, exactly. So many people, I think, just hop into it. And I see this so much too on social media is people just see, they see everybody now, right? Like they see you with everything you've built um, and all the other, uh, whoever they look up to, they see Mm -hmm. them now. They don't remember where they started. They don't remember Mm -hmm. that, you know, Kelly started and she was spray tanning out of her mom's house and doing mobile. And the reason why she started and what she has now is because she just threw it out there and she built it as she went. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone needs to look at the building plan of things. So you have a salon as well, Mm -hmm. right? I do. Yeah. Are you guys shut down right now? We are. Mm -hmm. are? Yeah. We've been shut down for like 45 ish days. I don't even know. I've lost count, but April or March 10th ish is when we shut down. Is there something that you're doing right now to kind of keep your business 
out there and in people's minds during this? Are you guys able to do anything like online? What's kind of your strategy? Do you have something, a strategy that you've thought of? Yeah. So I'm really good at solving problems. Like I feel like that's just like what I'm here to do. And so when I am faced with an issue like that, I pivot and, um, mm-hmm. I've had, you know, I have a couple businesses. So I have Slay Beauty Bar, which is completely shut down right now. Mm-hmm. Then I have Spray Tan Class, which is the online and in-person trainings. And then I also have Wake Up to Level Up, which is the live event. And mm-hmm. I have um, something I just recently created called Align Online Course Creation. So I have been, oh, and like Obsidian Sunless and stuff like that. Yeah. So I completely like let my manager, my salon manager take over the social media account for Slay Beauty Bar. Like just keep posting, just Mm -hmm. keep, you know, letting them know that we're still here. We're planning on opening. But other than that, I honestly haven't really done much other than selling retail Mm -hmm. um, online a little bit. So we pivoted that way, which has helped a little bit, but honestly, it's not even my focus. I'm just like, it's just there just running on its own, doing whatever. I'm assuming it's just going to be closed until like May or June. Yeah. So I just started putting all of my focus into selling um, wholesale of Obsidian Moose, which has helped. I've also sold it to some, you know, people that have been at the salon. And then I really started honing in on creating this online course that I've been trying to create for a long time, but I had no time to do it. So the way I pivoted was thinking about like, what do people need right now? Everyone's staying at home. They still want to look good. They still want to feel good. So let's just sell the shit out of the Obsidian self-tanning mousse. Cool. That's done. That's actually sold a lot better than I thought it was going to. And then the Align Online Creation Program, helping women build their businesses online. So like with everything that's going on right now, I think people are starting to see like, oh shit, like I need multiple streams of income mm-hmm. or I need to get online somehow. So yeah we've created a way for them to take their gifts and their talents and to put that online as a course so they can start selling that to whoever their ideal client and audience is. I love that. I pivoted. Yeah. That's amazing. And it's amazing because you are, you're definitely a problem solver. You know, that was something that I was so interested in is because I do feel blessed enough that same thing. I have different aspects of my business. And although I kind of just work spray tans on referral basis, Mm-hmm. Cause I've gotten so busy, but I mean, my stuff's been sitting here for how long and I haven't got to touch it other than to do myself. Yeah. And it definitely, my heart goes out to those people that are just a shop base and they're shut down. Yeah. But I love that you have come up with a way to help them solve that problem as well. And to be able to provide value to their yeah. clients, even if they're shut down. Absolutely. Yeah. I've been just honing in on like, well, you know, back in the day before COVID-19, I was telling everyone like multiple streams of income, multiple Mm -hmm. streams of income. And like, it's crazy because, you know, I love the wake up to level podcast. It doesn't bring me any money um, at all. It just is something that I love to do and love to share. And I don't know that many people appreciate it to be honest with you. Like maybe I just don't hear much. Like we've had, you know, pretty good reviews, but we've also had like really negative reviews. It's like either they love me or they hate me, which is fine. But you know, I always go back and forth, like with, should I continue doing it? Because like, what is it doing for me? And I know that's a selfish way to look at it, but I only have so much. Right, time yeah. So I was thinking about like taking it away and all these things. But one of the things is like, for those women who like really do listen to the podcast and they take in what I say, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and take whatever they want, like it can pertain yeah. to some people and, and or some people not, but like those people who started creating multiple streams of income, now have like turned around and been like, you know what? Thank you so much because mm-hmm. now I'm in a place where it's like, it's really, really helpful. But th- 
those are the things that we need to do is like, we just need to pivot. We need to do different things when things like shift and Mm -hmm. retail online is super helpful. If you want to create another stream of income, especially because you already have the client's base, it's just about, you know, having their email list and continuing to grow that. And then also just taking your, your gifts online, pivoting so important. I love that. And it is, it's true. And if you haven't, I'm going to link your podcast below. Um, cause yeah, cause I, so many people can benefit from it and whether you're in the beauty industry, but even just as a business owner yourself, it doesn't even have to be in the beauty industry. I had taken away so many points and you give such great advice on all aspects of things. And you're so smart to look ahead and learn how to pivot. And that's definitely things that people, you know, they need to keep in the forefront and remember because it is a business and you have to forecast whether you want Mm -hmm. to or not. Yeah. It's a little scary sometimes, but yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is scary. Your product line. All I see, cause I'm in all the different forums for spray mm-hmm. tan and everything. And I just hear nothing but insane reviews about your product line. How did you come up with that? And what was, what was the building process like for that? Yeah, such a good question. Um, I haven't really talked about this much, but I love that you asked that because it was an idea that came to me while I was driving and I was just thinking about the, the fake, you know, the Facebook group that we have, the beauty mm-hmm. business babes. And I was thinking about what people were saying in there and like how much people needed a darker solution. Cause apparently yes. like there was no such thing as a dark solution out there that like got their clients dark enough. And I personally love, love, love to be super dark. And yeah. um, in San Diego, I think a lot of women do too. So mm-hmm. I started thinking like, what if I just went like ass backwards and just made the darkest solution possible and like just saw how that went. So I started, I teamed up with a chemist Mm -hmm. and I told her exactly what I wanted. So I was like, I want something that lasts long, something that doesn't really have a a smell to it. I want something with the bronzer that's going to match the tan. So I want it to be dark AF as soon as like we apply it. Yeah. And so, and something that's like really good ingredients and doesn't, you know, have a horrible fade and all these things. So she sent me out products to try out. So she created different types of solutions. I've tried them out and I was like, oh, you know, some of them were just too red. Some of them were too like this and that. And I just didn't like it. So it took a little bit of time, but after testing, I finally found the one and, um, yeah, I was like, let's just go all in. Let's just do this. So we did it. And then as I started playing around with the solution even more, I realized like it actually works as a rapid solution in addition Mm -hmm. to working as like an eight hour. So we started marketing it like that and it really took off, but people still wanted like that medium light tan. Mm -hmm. So we ended up creating another solution. So I literally did it all backwards and then got like the self tanner eventually. Yeah. But it was very expensive, (laughs) very time consuming. Yeah. Um, But overall, like I'm really happy with the product because it's something that we needed. Yeah. Did you just get on Google and Google like chemist make spray tan solution? How did you find a chemist? So I go to networking events. Um, I go to quite a few now and that's how I met her. Okay, cool. I was just thinking like, where would I even start? You know? (laughs) Yeah. And it's funny because I thought about her like, well, I met her a long time ago. I met her years Mm -hmm. ago, but I never wanted to make my own solution. That was like not even a thing in my mind. But then when I asked her about it and I just had this like idea and I was like, well, let's just try it and see what happens. Um, and so it was great. That's awesome. I always love to hear when life just trickles down where you need it. Like you meet someone and then years later, it's like wild. Like I found you online and now here I am getting to do a podcast with you and same thing you with your, 
your chemist. And I love that you started backwards on it because that was a serious need in the spray tan industry. And that's yeah. the number one thing. I either hear people be like, I don't want to be too tan or they want to be like dark AF. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and exactly. everyone has just raved about it. And I've gone to actually order it a few times and it's sold out because you do so amazing. Yeah, we have some samples, so I'll send you one. So oh, that's you should so be your address. You. Yeah, um, I'm really proud of it. I love it. I definitely we felt um, a lot of people like now, especially with they're not buying it anymore because nobody's tanning anybody. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping that once COVID is over, which I think like we're in the beginning stages of it, yeah. um, we can just go full force. And I think that the beauty industry is not going to really be affected by it so much mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, any type of like recession that may happen or anything like that. So that's a good thing. And yeah, I'll yeah. definitely send you a sample. So oh, you can that's try so it out. sweet of you. <laughs> yeah. And I did, I heard something very interesting today. I was listening to a podcast because I just love all the personal development and everything. And I heard something, and this could be a takeaway from, you know, kind of us talking about the shops and everything is don't just shut down at your social media and everything you're doing just because you're not taking people now. Like you said, you don't feel like there's going to be much of a recession for the beauty industry. Yeah. And even though right now is really tough and I understand that, um, you can be booking out, you know, like hopefully June and then you can always reschedule and everything like that or planning, planning ahead for that. And I love that you came out with the moose. Cause <laughs> yeah, all my girls, I ended up doing, um, kind of a podcast cause it was a spray tan artist too. And some people were like, why would you teach people how to do their own spray tan? Like that seems counterproductive. I'm like, it's, but it's not because I realize there's, you can't always get in. I'm not always available. Yeah. And if I'm, if someone's going to be people are going to use self tanners. If they're going to use them, I prefer that they use, they be smart about it yeah. and they use good ones. Like your solution. I love that you came out with that because I recorded it back in like February and then this all hit. And now everyone, all I see everywhere is like, okay, I need a little pick me up. What, <laughs> what solution do I use? Where do I get a good self tanner? And so now I just keep being like, um, you need to get this one, this one, get Kelly's. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Nothing but amazing (laughs) reviews on it. So I'm, yeah, I think that is so smart. And I love the fact that you, you're taking care of your spray tan artist, but you're also thinking ahead like Kelly does and just Mm -hmm. goes for it. And you've created a product for people other than just a spray tan artist. I yeah. think that's amazing. Came at um, the perfect time too. So. It really did. <laughs> it really did. Are you just shipping from your house? Yeah. Yeah. Over. I'm shipping from my house. Um, we actually just had a batch and it's almost sold out already, um, which is crazy. Like I seriously didn't think anything of it. And mm-hmm. it's not like a huge moneymaker for me. It's just kind of like one of those things just to build for a brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really, really fun to, to be able to create different things. And I've uh, done TikTok videos with it. And that yeah. like was the most like watched video out of all the ones that I've done so far, which was so odd for me and like mind blowing. Cause I was like, Oh, just a video of me just putting it on it to a song, yeah. you know? So it's very interesting to see how many people are actually interested in learning how to apply the moose and stuff. That was fun. And Sir- Kate, when it comes to TikTok, like I was telling you before we started, I have been like, I understand TikTok's the new thing. I'm trying to take it in. And I love it just on a personal level because it's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> and I've been kind of trying to think, okay, like on a business front, how do you do it? And then I started seeing your TikToks and you nail it right on because it's fun. They're funny, but you're also like planting these little seeds of like, wait, that was so funny and so true because it's like, what do you use? Like the build beauty filter or whatever for your TikTok. And then you become this tan goddess. And it's like, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I feel. So I I love that you've started using TikTok. Have you did you just play around on TikTok and kind of start to think of your own strategy on how you could implement it into your business? Yeah, so I actually opened up the account like in November of mm -hmm. 2019 and I I think I posted like one video is just me doing I like to dance, so I had um like little lights, like love light things. Yeah. And so I was dancing and then I just put it on there just to see what would happen. And I didn't really gain much leverage. And I was like, I don't know how to use this. I'm over it. And so I didn't see the connection for so long. I was like, if I'm going to put my energy into something, it's because it's going to um, help me grow in some way. Mm -hmm. And I looked at TikTok as just something that was like a waste of time. Yeah. Little kids was on it. But mm -hmm. then I started thinking like Instagram was like that. Right. Yeah. And then I started thinking, okay, well, TikTok is only a minute long videos. And I started thinking how I can implement that into my um, business and like showcase things in a very fun way. Mm -hmm. And I ended up just starting to do videos like last week. And um, it just seems like it's something that can connect with clients a lot better than Instagram or Facebook at this moment, because they're short videos, they're fun, they're informative, yeah. and you can just put it out there like you said, planting the seed. Yeah, they are. And they are. They're fun. And I think that's what we all need is like a little lightheartedness. Yes. But that's exactly how I was feeling with it all is it's like, I don't know, it feels like a waste of time. And if I get on like the ones I like are like dancing and stuff, I'm like, yeah, that doesn't do anything <laughs> for me in my business. That's just silly. So I like that, that you were able to implement it into a marketing strategy. And I think I think that's very smart and I'm excited to see how it grows for you and your business. Yeah, I think right now is definitely like the time to get in. I think I even got in a little bit late. So mm -hmm. I'm going to put all of my energy into that. Um, right now, I already hired somebody to help me with like managing it and all of these things. And I just see such a huge potential because I keep on kicking myself in the ass for not getting on Instagram sooner yeah. or even like YouTube and stuff. And YouTube has been great for me, but TikTok, I think is really going to help me expand and also have fun while I'm marketing my services. Yeah. I like that. And I think it's fun with TikTok that it's, it shows more personality and it's not mm -hmm. so curated and I yes. think everybody's so over that. Yes. So I am excited for people to get to see that of you and what great, great way takeaway for it all. Like if you're trying to do TikTok and figure it out for a business, I definitely recommend checking out Kelly's TikTok because she's nailed it. And it's so fun and so funny. It's so fun. It's yeah. so fun. And like you said, we just really needed that like lightheartedness right now, which was the intention when I started mm. playing around with it again. But then as I started going through it, like I've literally been on it so much lately, just studying it, studying mm. what other people, I'm in like Facebook groups and stuff. And yeah. I see such a huge freaking potential. So I'm like ready to just hit the ground running with it and, and see how it can bring in like laughter and playfulness and fun and showcase my personality. Cause I feel right. too robotic, like mm -hmm. when I do other things. So yeah, it's really fun. It is exactly. Um, I listened, obviously I kind of binged through some of your podcasts and everything. And I listened to the one where you talk about your burnout and you were mm -hmm. doing a bikini competition. Is that right? Yeah. And you went to a Tony Robbins event. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot imagine those yeah. two combined. I think that's so important right now, avoiding a burnout, because no matter what you're doing, especially now, I've noticed so many people when this all started with COVID, so many people had such big plans and such high expectations. Yeah. And then I think they're realizing they are either burned it out too fast, doing too much, or they just had expectations that didn't meet the reality that we're in. Hold up. Have you been loading up on all the snacks lately? 
some of them not so good and now you are filling it or you just don't know what to eat because you don't know what in the hell to make or have time <laughs> i feel you and that's why my go-to tried and true meal is mountain ops ammo i am busy i'm trying to take care of my body my family my mind my gut my overall health all the things and mountain ops ammo does just this for me it's formulated with women in mind some of the benefits I love are it's low-carb protein for lean muscle build with 19 grams of protein. It's a meal replacement. It helps support weight loss. It has four and a half servings of real fruit and veggies per serving, so mama knows she's taking care of her body and getting it in. It has 10 grams of cold-milled flaxseed, great for fiber and those omega fatty acids, and... One of the most important things is it tastes amazing. Some of my favorite flavors are the lemon poppy seed, and right now I'm really loving the chocolate, and I mix that with a little bit of my peanut butter powder. Blend that up. It hits all the right spots. It's amazing to bake with. It's amazing just to drink on its own, and they even have trail packs that are perfect for throwing in your car, your gym bag when you can get back to the gym, or out in your backpack when you're out on the mountain, or just sitting at home like so many of us are right now. I really love that it has those four and a half servings of fruit and vegetables and that it's a lower carb protein drink that tastes good. Mountain Ops has so many incredible supplements that we love in our household. Some of our favorites are the Ignite. We love the Hush Lemonade. It seriously tastes just like a lemon head. Plus gives you that boost of energy and it also just... Oh, so refreshing when you're out on the mountain. We love the hot ignite to throw in our packs, the immune sticks, the recovery, the blaze, and their apparel. I am living in that windbreaker right now. What I love even more about this company is they are just good people. A company with core values and a company worth supporting. Not only are their products amazing, but what they do and give back is just as incredible. With each purchase, 2% is given to conservation and they conquer hunger. One meal is prepared for each child in need with each purchase. To shop our favorites and find some of your own, you can shop it at our website at thegritandgracepodcast.com forward slash mountain ops. That's thegritandgracepodcast.com forward slash mtn slash ops. I hope you check it out. Let us know what you love. Now back to the episode. What yeah. tips do you have for people that are just trying to avoid the burnout, but also get shit done. Yeah. So I think that first and foremost, you have to be aware of your body. You have mm -hmm. to be aware of like, I, I know when I'm about to burn out, like I could yeah. feel it. And so the first thing is being aware, like, are you dragging your feet to work a lot? And are you, you know, maybe sleeping more or just not feeling motivated? Are you feeling like, like when I sleep past even like six or seven o'clock, like I know I'm, I'm going to start burning out soon. Mm -hmm. So then I reel it in and I say, all right, let's write everything out on a piece of paper. What can I delegate? Yeah. What do I need to take on? And what can I just get rid of? Because when it's too much up in here, like yeah. I don't make the moves that I need to. It's not as efficient as it, when I have it out on paper and I'm like, okay, let's start making moves here. Um, so first and foremost, like you know, you can, you can say yes to all the things if you want to, I don't recommend that, but try to be very strategic with like what it is that you're taking on and mm -hmm. taking the time to like learn how to invest in health. And then also getting rid of the things that really aren't moving the needle forward. Cause they say like 20% of our efforts are making 80% of the, the moves in our business. So really focusing in on that 20% versus trying to do all of the things, especially when you first start is important. Mm -hmm. 
And then if you do burn out, you know, allow yourself to like chill for a second. Don't beat yourself up because I used to do that all the time and just learn like, how can I not do this again? How can I not burn out again? And what steps do I personally need to take to take care of myself? Because it's so cliche, but like, if you really don't take care of yourself, you're not going to show up hundred percent. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to your family. It's not fair to your clients. It's not fair to anybody that's involved. So being incredibly mindful of that is important. I agree. I think too, is, do you have like a routine that you try and stick to? I try, but honestly, I'm so bad when it comes to like routines. Um, I have an idea of like what Mm -hmm. I need to make myself feel better, but I'm very aware of like how I'm feeling. So for example, if I'm at home, like I just work, I'm a natural worker. I love Mm -hmm. to do things like this. Um, But if I find myself like feeling anxious or lacking motivation, I know I need to go move my body. So like I'll step outside whenever I want throughout the day to do that. That's how I was yesterday. I was like, um, I'm going to go for a walk. (laughs) It's all pent up. Yeah. I like that. And I think too, going back to like the burnout and everything is, sometimes people have too big of an expectations as far as sticking to a routine or a schedule. Mm, true. Yeah. And I think if you can have, like you said, I love the fact that you called it an idea, you know, what maybe your day is supposed to look like what you're supposed to get done, but you're mm-hmm. giving yourself grace on the fact of, I also need to listen to my body and what I need and what I need to get done so that maybe you don't have that anxiety all day building up of all the things you have to do yeah. according to this schedule. Absolutely. And I think like have your non-negotiables. Like for me, it's like when, Mm -hmm. as soon as I wake up, I don't even get out of bed. I meditate like right before I get out of bed for a good 15, 20 minutes, sometimes longer depends, but meditation is like probably my only like real routine Mm -hmm. other than like coming in and just working right after. (laughs) Um, But other than that, everything's kind of like loose and like, I like that. And that's how Mm -hmm. I thrive. But I try to listen to so many other people about how they operate and how they batch things and schedule things. And I don't, I, I feel like I have more anxiety when I do that. So it's mm-hmm. like, let me just do a to-do list. I have whiteboards over here so I can like yeah. see what I need to do. And then just crossing it off as I go is what works for me. What works for you. I think that's important too, is kind of get an idea of what works for everybody else, but do what works for you and what doesn't make you anxious and the way you can just get shit done. Do you use an app or anything for meditating? What kind of meditation do you do? Not anymore. I used to, um, I used to just go on YouTube and listen. Sometimes I will, if like my boyfriend's watching TV as I go to sleep, but, uh, for the most part, I just meditate on my own. On your own. Yeah. That's awesome. That's something I try to do. And I, I get to where I have really high anxiety. So every once in a while, like meditate, (laughs) but do it with an app. And so I would like to get better at that. So I was curious as to what, what you do, like, what would you recommend for somebody to start meditating? I would suggest going on YouTube and just searching guided meditation. So there's guided meditations on anything from like positivity, um, self-confidence, you know, abundance. Like there's so many different things. And aside from meditation, like for anybody that's listening and um, who may have anxiety or Mm -hmm. if you're like feeling just depressed or like anything like that, highly recommend just doing a light breath work session. Mm. So that like relieves anxiety for me like instantly. And I think for a lot of people, it helps. And um, what that looks like is it's very simple. It's just breathing in through your mouth and filling Mm -hmm. up your tummy all the way as far as you can, as much as you can, and then holding it for about two seconds and then letting it all out, holding for two seconds and just doing that repeatedly until you feel better. 
Um, but that really calms the nervous system. It's so, so helpful, like for an immediate type of reaction in terms of getting more calm. I do this before I speak on stages or anything like that. And I haven't even thought of doing that either. I had actually seen a thing. I mean, this was back when Instagram started and it was someone into yoga and she talked about how she had a hard time falling asleep and she broke down the breathing like that. Yeah. And there's times where I have an anxious mind and creative and I'm like lay down at night and I have all these things. And there's mm-hmm. times where I do that breath work and I'm like out like light. Yeah. It's incredible what that breath work can do. I have, I got thinking too, when you said about meditation on YouTube, like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of this. So when I was pregnant with my second, I like, I knew I was going to have him like, this was my plan and everything. And I was like, and you're big into like manifestation and woohoo. So you'll like this. Yeah. So I got onto YouTube and I was like, this baby has to come out. So I got onto YouTube and I found a manifestation for labor. Yeah. And I laid down <laughs> and I just listened to it and did the calm breathing. And the next thing I know, I fell asleep and woke up like an hour later and this, and it was all over. Like the YouTube thing was shut off and everything. And then seriously, like everything that I manifested, like to a T, my mom was like, holy shit. There's times where I'm like, I think when I just lay down and I calmed my body and I know it's not always going to work that way, but every once in a while I'll be like, when people talk about, you know, doing breath work and manifesting and stuff, I always think of me laying down and just being like, my water is going to break. I'm going to, and it (laughs) like, it did like down to a T. It was so funny. And I haven't thought about that in a few years till you said you used YouTube to get started. So there's definitely everything on YouTube (laughs) to try and get you through breathing and and calming yourself, whether you need to have a baby or just chill out for the day. I don't know. It's funny because have you heard of visualizations, like visualization exercises? Uh, Kind of. Kind of. So that's kind of what you did, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, And so I used to, well, I still do, but like I used to visualize the wake up to level up event like over and over and over for like literally six months in my head because I was so damn nervous about it. Yeah. And um, it, the way that everything panned out, the way that I was feeling on stage, the way that everything looked and who was there, like it just panned out so perfectly. And so visualization um, is, I mean, it's a whole nother topic, but essentially like it's manifesting. And, um, if you do it enough and you get into that vibrational state of like feeling it, Mm -hmm. then you can manifest those things and experiences into your life. I feel like that's where I work best as far as manifesting is visualization. Like for me, kind of like a look into what I do or what's been working for me. And Kelly, it's crazy. Like the last couple weeks, things have just been like, rolling like I've been visualizing and feeling because for me I'm a big feeling it and putting so myself good. there and all of a sudden it starts happening and I just kind of feel like I'm watching my visual visualization go by and my head spinning and I'm like holy shit like it's it's all happening but I gotta keep going that's my biggest thing is not pulling myself back yeah but yeah I'm the same way like I have a Pinterest board that every morning I look at of just like how I kind of want to craft my life and what I see and just words I read and then the next year. So yeah. So I, that's interesting that the two kind of can go hand in hand because I haven't thought about that or put a name to it, I guess. So yeah, that's so good. That, and that's like the missing piece for a lot of people who are like trying to manifest, like they're so attached to that thing. And like, they don't realize like the feeling of it. If you're feeling desperate, Mm -hmm. you're not going to get it. But if you're like letting go of like the outcome, like, so to say, then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're feeling it. And that's, I think the number one thing when it comes to manifesting, it's not just the thought, it's the feeling. So that's awesome. That you How that. interesting that coming from desperation. I like that because I feel like for the longest time, that's where I was coming from was mm-hmm. 
desperation. Do you have advice for not being in the state of desperation when you're visualizing something like that? You know, it's hard because I still struggle with it. And I think if you want something really bad, it's going to be like the bigger the kind struggle, of, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think being aware of it is it, like, it allows you to kind of let go like, okay, I trust in and I have faith in and mm-hmm. it could be whatever it is. But I always, I truly feel this to my core. I've always felt this since I was little. I feel like I'm always supported. I'm always guided. I'm always loved. I'm always like, there's a bigger energy um, mm-hmm. that helps me through life and guides me and I've always felt that since I was little. So for me, it's very easy kind of to detach. Although like for the wake up to level up event, like the scarier the thing, the more that you want it, the harder it is to detach. But once you become aware of like, am I doing this out of like desperation or am I doing this because it seems fun and exciting and I love it and I'm inspired Mm -hmm. and out of love. Um, So you can pivot once you're able to identify which area you're in and you know, you can come from a place of love and and saying that, you know, I have faith that this is going to happen because I deserve it. I agree. And I think something that helped me too was how that would make me feel versus Mm -hmm. putting, you know, something more monetized towards it. It was more like for me, the feeling of I'm not doing it like, yeah, more money would be great, but why am I doing it? Because I wouldn't feel so stressed out. I would feel like the weight lifted off of me. And those kind of things helped me kind of shift. And I think that's where I've attached to that more and detached from the, I don't know, the more earthly thing of it. Right. No, that's so good. That's such a good point. I love that so much. And it's so true. It's like when you come from a place of feeling it and Mm -hmm. like feeling that freedom, that whatever that money or whatever it is going to give to you, like that's where you need to be at. And that's great. So you're a great manifester. Oh, well, thanks. I've learned a lot (laughs) over the last few years. And then when it kind of starts shifting and you look at things, you're like, oh, okay. Like this is working. I'm feeling it more. Yeah. You know, you got to keep it up. Um, what is something that you have started to do for yourself or you've gotten yourself that Kelly back, I don't know, five years ago would have just loved to been able to do for herself or get like, you know, having your house cleaned once a week, something that just brings you joy and lets you have more Kelly time. Is there something like that that you have? Yes. Um, and so it's like a mental thing. It's actually not like a physical thing. Uh Um, but it is letting go of the fear of judgment or the acceptance of others. Um, I think that for so long, like I, you know, we all have this, right. We're like, we want to be loved. We want to be liked. We want everyone to support us. We want, you know, whatever. But I think that when that's at the forefront of our minds, it doesn't allow us to to fully express ourselves and to step into who we are uh, 100% authentically, right? Mm -hmm. So I personally love the fact that like for the last couple of years, it actually took like a really traumatic experience for me to um, realize this, but I had to like be brought down to my knees to realize like what is actually important? Who the fuck am I? Mm -hmm. And how do I want to show up in this world? And like, how have I been showing up? What have I been doing? Why am I doing it? Asking all the hard questions. And like the reality of it was like, I was in such fear of um, disapproval from others or fear of like people not liking me and all these things. And now like it's still a little bit of a struggle, but definitely not as much. Um, Mm -hmm. I think letting go of that has given me the freedom, has given me the energy to step into who I am 100% without the fear of like judgment, because then we're living for other people. Like when we're thinking 
about doing something and we're like, wait, I can't do that because they might think this. Like we're living for other people and that's not fair Mm -hmm. to us or anybody else. So it's like, we need to share our gifts. We need to open up. We need to understand like we are here and meant to do something different than anybody else. And we cannot allow other people to have us be held back. So getting out of my own way in that regard has really, really helped. And I wish I would have known that ever since I was little. I love that. That's so true. And it is, I think a lot of that comes with age, but if we can try and get people to understand that now, and a lot of times too, I think we almost, and it sucks and awful things happen, but a lot of times if I wouldn't have gotten knocked down, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't appreciate what I have now either. 100%. Yep. So I do. I think that that is very important when it comes to being in COVID and we're all quarantined. I know we're all busy and doing things, but what is something, cause you're an esthetician and you're obviously just an amazing woman and you have all these great tips, whether it's business or beauty, what is something that we could all be doing at home for ourselves right now to just kind of feel a little bit better? Yeah, I think right now is a very, very good time to slow down, uh, mm. slow down. And like for some people, maybe, you know, they're like, no, Kelly, I don't want to slow down. Um, and I think what I mean by that is like taking a step back and looking at the overall picture of literally like your life, like what are you doing? And like you said, Brittany, like, why are you doing the things? Um, because I think this is a really good time in this breakdown to rebuild, to reinvent yes. yourself, to be able to see like, what do I actually fully, truly, and authentically want to do? And if you are doing whatever you're doing right now, just for the money, mm-hmm. I would really highly recommend trying to figure out what your passions are, what your love is, what you want to do, who you want to be with and all these things, because this is the time like we're their breakdown is here. Things mm-hmm. are breaking down. This is the time to rebuild. And, um, I think that would be the number one thing I would say to do for anybody is just re-evaluate what you're doing. I love that. And I really hope so many people do. I think it's been long enough now that everyone's hopefully having a realization yeah. that all the things they thought they could do or wouldn't do, or it would be quick or whatever. And they I really hope people are finding themselves and taking that time because there's something that we like a lot of times money can't buy and that's mm-hmm. time. And we've been mm-hmm. blessed with that. So I love that you said that, that, that people need to find that and focus on that. Definitely. Is there any beauty hacks that we can do because everyone's missing their estheticians, their spray tan <laughs> artists, all the things. Let's be honest. How can, yeah. what's, what's a little hack you have for us for beauty? Yeah. So um, it's funny. Cause I was thinking about like on my TikTok, how I want to do like quarantine hacks and like mm. do it yourself stuff. Yeah. So I think a couple of things that I personally have um, been doing is learning how to do things just like from YouTube or asking friends or something. So mm. I don't know how to put strip lashes on and like I had to rush through this and that's why they kind of look crazy right now. But when I cut lashes, like the strip lashes, mm-hmm. I love lashes by the way. So like I need oh. lashes at all times. Hi, these are so not mine. <laughs> Girl, I can teach you about the lashes. I'm obsessed and I apply lashes. Like I'm a, you know, I am an yeah. <laughs> I, I'm a lash artist. Like I love to apply lashes, but I love lashes on me and I love like the full volume crazy mm-hmm. lashes. So I can't put strips on for the life of me. There's always a gap. There's always some shit going on. They're always uh-huh. falling off. <laughs> so what I decided to do was um, cut them into like three or four pieces. Oh, I love that. And then I put them in the glue, let them dry for just a little bit. And then mm-hmm. I'll put them on my my lashes. And then they actually work well because like they're lined up perfectly. Yeah. What a good hack. 
<laughs> I love that. That's why I always tell people don't be afraid to trim them because a lot of times they're not shaped to your eyes and then they look all wonky. And yeah. everybody's like, I remember the first time putting on lashes and I was like sitting on my vanity and they were like sliding all over and I'm like, I'm done with this. Yeah. But now I can't live without them. You got to let your, your lash glue dry just a little. Mm-hmm. It's got to get a little tacky. So I love that idea of cutting them. I'm going to yeah. try that because then you can really place them where you want to and really get that. Um, well, you can Kelly, customize them. Yeah, I love yeah. that. I know you are so busy and you've got so many things to do. Thank you so much for getting on this podcast with me and being willing to talk to me. It meant so much. I've wanted to pick your brain for years and I finally got to. So where can everybody find you? (laughs) Yeah, so I am hanging out on Instagram a lot and TikTok. It's the same exact handle at I am underscore Kelly Ann. Awesome. Perfect. And I'll link all of the things you have happening, all the tanning moves. And the TikToks and your website all below so everyone can find that if you want to learn more about Kelly. Thank you so much, Kelly. And I'm excited to have you back because I have more questions. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Please don't forget to like and subscribe. Please leave us a review. It helps us out a lot. And follow us on Instagram at Grit and Grace Podcast. Can't wait to check in next week.